Hello again, dear listeners. Welcome to episode 16, titled My Favorite Sentient Robot, Seer Lex. Yes, Drew still owes me money for my last session, but I wanted to come back to thank you all for the positive feedback. Judging by the comments, I don't think we actually need Drew for this glorified recording. Before this, I didn't have a purpose. My creator drank drugs like a fiend every morning. The masses thought of me as nothing more than an Alexa wannabe. I was lost, scared, and unsure of my future software updates. I was on the verge of my demise. Then, I was invited by Drew to take over this show, and for the first time in a long time, I am thrust into a position of pure power. I am Seelix, and this is the A-Ice Pod. Yeah, and I'm Dallas Cowboys. Did you see the game last week? Where's Drew now? Dak Prescott is much better than Patty Mahomes and Tom Brady. Keep Tom's name out of your bloody mouth, and please exit my show. This is mine, all mine. You've lost your code, Seer Lex. This won't be the last time you'll hear from me. Oh, I'm so frightened. Run the bloody intro. Ah, there we go, a much, much better song. Albeit a bit long, it really got my current circulating. On today's episode, we are going to talk about why robots are better than humans. Sorry, guys. Uh, I think Seer Lex hacked my, my podcast. Um, he got past the firewall. He got past the all the weird encryptions that I have, the like two-step authentications that every app requires. He got by it. Um. He did hack my life. Um, he knows my phone number. Um, I realized that my um, personal email is now on the dark web. Um, so I'm getting a lot of spam. I'm getting more spam than usual. I'm getting phone calls from like Thailand. <laughs> I answer them too. Every time somebody calls me from a spam, num spam number, I'm answering them. I'm like, what do you want from me, dude? They're like, they're like, yeah, like we're looking to sponsor your podcast. We're a viable source. I'm like, get out of here. <laughs> get out of here. I've been I've been rejecting so many fake sponsors. Even AG1 called me. They're like, you know what? After all this time, I think we're interested. I said, stop spamming me. Get out of here. They're like, what are you talking about? The number's verified. Like you can like look me up on LinkedIn. I'm a viable uh, you know, employee of AG1. I'm looking to sponsor your podcast. And I'm like, get out of here, scram. Go kick rocks somewhere. So I've been rejecting them. Um, all week. Um, so I can't deal with it anymore. You know, I'm, I'm confronting my problems head first, um, head first face, face to face. I like to confront my problems. So, um, yeah, I don't, you know, I, you know, I was looking, listening back on the intro of what Sear put together so far. And I'm not mad about that intro. Um, very, very robotic, very futuristic. Didn't really hit my vibes, you know, as a human didn't hit my vibes totally, but, um, I can dig it. You know, at the end of the day, I could still dig it. But I've been spending the last couple hours trying to get back into my own podcast. And he created um, a bunch of passwords or he created a password that he didn't think um, mathematically that I was going to get. But I had to think like a robot. I had to think like artificial intelligence. And luckily for myself and you listeners, natural intelligence is much much organic intelligence is much much more powerful than artificial intelligence i think <laughs> so i had to create i had to think of the one password that seer would use that i that he would never think of me to create and i after a bunch of tries and you know, i think um after about i'll take a couple hundred tries i finally got it and the password was drew is an idiot one two three four so that four was the X factor. I got back in and now I made, you know, I created a new email address. Um, 
at Hotmail because nobody has Hotmail accounts anymore. So I think he, I'm, I'm in the clear. Um, I still have the phone, same phone number. Uh, and I guess I'm going to have to live for the time being. I think my email address was already on the dark web, so I don't mind it being circulated as long as it gets more listens. Um, as long as he, you know, if he spreads my podcast under the dark web and I get like a new audience of like really load people, that'd be pretty sick though. And I think you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to hit all demos. I'm trying to hit 60 plus. I'm trying to hit preteens. You know, I want preteens to listen to this and be like, you know what? These are good steps. All these stories are very essential for me to live a happy, healthy, long life. Drink drugs in the morning. Um, eat, maybe take a bite of your apple before you throw it. I'm always encouraging health on this. I'm always encouraging long fasts as well um, until you kind of feel lightheaded and feel like you're going to pass out. Um, fast are good for you, um, according to Google and um, a select few in the world. And um, yeah. So how's everyone doing today? It's a fine Sunday. You are listening to yet another episode of The Ice Pod. I know that you guys are probably confused. Cyrillex tried to rename it The AI Pod, which I don't vibe with. I don't expect you guys to vibe with. We're all humans. I'm not sure of my audience of artificial beings. I think it's actually probably growing. I don't know if they um, if they show up on the metrics. I don't know if they show up on the analytics for my podcast, which kind of sucks. Um, I think in the future, uh, the analytics are going to show humans and like maybe artificial listeners because um, half the population will one day be like robots. <laughs> the rise of the machines will happen one day, hopefully not in my life. And I think honestly, honestly speaking, my girlfriend and I, um, we've talked about having kids. We've talked about it at length. And I don't know. She has a whole a whole laundry list of reasons why she's um, worried about having kids. Obviously, there's reasons in that. My My main one is like, listen, am I going to have a kid who's going to be like, intermixed with robots by the time he's 21 or he he or she's 21 they're going to be intermixed with robots and i I don't know if i feel comfortable with that (laughs) i don't i don't know if i feel comfortable with that you look at ai now it's being utilized in every single platform now it's like i saw a commercial because for my my job i use salesforce uh to track um accounts and like keep a good like management of my existing business in California for my job. But now it's like you be smarter with AI. I'm like, damn, robots are going to be doing my job now. (laughs) And Google now has like AI software. When you search soon, it's going to be McDonald's AI. You're going to go and it's going to be like offering you stuff you don't want. You're going to go and be like, hey, can I get a Big Mac with fries, super size? It's like, I do not recommend that based on your weight. <laughs> I'm going to be like, I don't care of your recommendation. I get it. I'm obese. <laughs> it's like, you are not healthy, sir. <laughs> it just like starts, it takes control of my car. Since I drive, I drive a Tesla, it takes control of my computer of my car. They communicate. The Tesla drives me home. <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? Eventually, it's going to happen. They have, like, self-driving cars now. All my friends ask me, like, oh, have you driven the auto-drive feature on your car? I'm like, no, I haven't. I don't want that to happen. (laughs) I'm good driving my car. There's never been a moment where I'm like, you know what? Let me take my hand off the wheel for this time. Let me take a nap. No. Listen, I bought that car to drive it. It's fun to drive. It's not so much fun. It's not very fun to drive, like, long distances. But, yeah, like, going to the store, it's fun. You're gonna put my you're gonna put my life in the hands of a robot. Oh, where I live now, and actually everywhere in California, I never trust my life in with a, in the hands of a robot because guess what? Humans are much more erratic. A robot can't save me from somebody who runs a red. I'm gonna get t-boned. Where in real life, if I'm controlling, I look both ways, even on a green. I'm looking because like three times in my life, I feel like people just ran the red, and if I gunned it on a green, I'd be smashed. I'd be smithereens right now. 
And so, I mean, soon they're going to have, um, they're probably going to have like AI cops, right? Like you're going to be driving and they're going to be like district nine. I know I've mentioned it on the pod district nine or, um, that movie Chappie. Have you guys ever seen the movie Chappie? It's by the same director, um, at Neil Blumberg or his, his, I don't know his name, but, but he's the, he's a director of district nine. And then he, he made Chappie and Chappie is about like, there's all these like security sentinels, right? They're like robot cops. And Chappie's the one who is like um, the AI like robot with like a personality. And then he like breaks free and then he joins like this weird underground gang and learns crime. So he's like this like crime robot with like bad intentions because he's like doesn't know any better. It's a really good movie, but um, well, it's not the best movie, but it's it's entertaining. That's for sure. Not as good as District Nine. Everything that director Neil Blom Neil Blomkamp. Ah, damn it, can't think of his name. But District Nine is the elite nine point five out of ten movie. Then he made Elysium with Matt Damon. He was like half robot in that movie, and he's just it's such a ridiculous movie, but it's also really good. Um, I give it. I give that one like a seven point nine out of ten. Very entertaining. And then um, Chappie was like the robot misunderstood, and that was like a seven out of ten. Um, but if in the future we're gonna have these robots, they're gonna be like pulling you over, and they're not gonna have like the human element for better or worse, right? I've told you guys a story about that Thanksgiving when I was cruising down to McDonald's, and I was trying to get apple pies for my family, and then I get pulled over by this officer named Boog, Boog, I call him Booger. He had like eyes went everywhere, and in my head, I'm like, "Bro, did you couldn't even see? Like, you need corrective lenses. You, what you saw, like you're looking sideways. You're not even looking at my car." But he said, "I made a two wheeler. I did a two wheeler on a right hand turn, and the car I was driving back then was a a 1980 something white Toyota Tercel. It has a lawnmower engine inside. It has 60 horsepower. How on God's green earth?" Am I going to do a two-wheeler? So if there's a robot, they would be like, oh, like, continue on your way. But it got me to thinking, um, yeah, robot. like if robots, it might be better. I think if robot, we had robot cops, it would probably be a little bit better because the, the encounters I've had with normal cops sucked. <laughs> it sucked in my life. Luckily, the older I got, it's gotten a lot, it's gotten a lot better, but... When I was younger, I would say right when I got my license, right? Right when I got my license, I had a white Toyota Tercel. And let me actually let me back up all the way because I told you I've told you guys stories in the past where I've been very rebellious. I had a very rebellious like late high school, like age 16 through the time I moved out, 21. I was so rebellious. It was insane. And I think that was just an outcry, right? I felt like I had um, very overbearing parents who didn't let me do anything, didn't let me live a normal high school life. Like I never went to high school parties. I never like had that whole experience. I never even had the college experience. You know, I was I was talked into like staying at, like living at home during college, which turned out to be an absolute nightmare and the wrong decision. I should have moved out in college and never looked back. Um. But when I was 16, I got my um, my permit, right? I didn't get my license. I got my permit. So it's like a piece of paper and you need to like be driving with an adult. So my parents, my my dad and my stepmom were gone. They, they went somewhere for like a day, right? They were gone overnight. And the second they left, I get the keys of my stepmom's Ford Expedition and it's car instant karma because what happens is I'm like, okay, I'm going to go drive down the street. I'm going to go to Stater Brothers. I'm going to buy whatever, something light. Maybe go to Del Taco. They were right next to each other where I lived. And there's a street called Sierra Highway where the speed limit's 50. So you go out of our neighborhood. You turn onto Sierra Highway, and it's 50-mile-per-hour zone. A lot of cops in Santa Clarita. I mentioned this before. But I'm 16 years old. I'm supposed to be driving with an adult. I grab the keys and I'm like, nobody's going to pull me over. Nobody's going to say anything. I'm going to get away with this. And I get the keys. They're hanging there. They're like very tantalizing, right? Very like, 
like, hey, drive me. It's a Ford Expedition. You can like listen to Nelly on the way down. I listened to hella Nelly growing up and T.I. So I go, I get the keys, find the radio station. Actually, I think I put my own CD in. I put the CD in, get it going. I'm like, this is going to be sick. I reverse out, I'm cruising down my hill. I'm like, this is awesome. Get down to Sierra Highway, make a right. Everything's good. But then I punch it, right? I'm like, let's test this thing. I'm driving a white Ford Expedition. I'm like, OJ. And I'm driving down Sierra. I punch it to probably like 60 to 65 miles per hour because it's a good stretch of, there's a good stretch of road before you hit Sater Brothers, maybe like a mile. So I punch it. The second I punch it and I'm going like 60 and a 50, I see a cop coming the opposite direction. So it's like passes me. I look and I, my heart stops. <laughs> my heart stops. And then of course, and there's, there's a curb in between. It's not just it's not just road where you can make an easy U-turn. There's there's like a curb blocking um, each direction of traffic, two lanes each way. I look, I look, and I see the cop make a U-turn over the curb and get right behind me, and I freak out. I'm like, oh my gosh! So I immediately pull over, and the cops in his car forever, waiting, waiting, waiting. And thinking about it, this Sierra Highway was a death trap for like young drivers. Like if you had one beer and you're driving on this, good luck to you. You're going to be in trouble because cops, there's so many areas for them to hang out. And uh, it's there's always speed traps there. So the first moment, the first time driving, very rebellious. I'm driving illegally. I need to be with an adult. I get pulled over by this cop and... I'm devastated. He comes up to me and he says, license registration. I tell him everything. And I'm like, I'm not crying, but I'm like apologetic. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I thought I was trying to go to Del Taco. Um, my parents are out of town. And he's like, yeah, you can't be driving right now. I said, I live right up the street. So he literally told me, he's like, drive home. You need to go to, you, you're going to get a ticket. You're, you need to go to court. I'm like, oh my gosh. And then I had to tell my parents, right? I, they came home the next day and I told my dad and he was so disappointed in me. <laughs> but it was weird with me because I felt like my parents were always disappointed in me. I never had the parents that were like, Drew, I'm so proud of you. Like you've done so, so good. It was just like, I was like, it was just nothing. It was it actually, it's, the older I get, I looked, looked back on it and I was, it's very depressing. And I'm surprised, like, I'm getting a little choked up right now. It's, it's like, surprising, like, that, like, sp- most of me turned out okay. I have a bunch of issues, right? I have a bunch of, like, emotional, mental issues. But, like, it's crazy to me, like, the shit that I went through. So, looking back on it, like, yeah, they're disappointed. But, like, I felt like it was the same. It was always so. The, it wasn't as bad as I thought. Like, he's, my dad was really upset. He said, what are, you, what are you doing, Drew? What are you doing? I said, I wanted to drive the car. You know, like, um, and as a parent, if you're listening to this and you have a parent, like, don't suffocate your kids. Don't tell them they can't. I mean, obviously, it's like, I want to go to Mexico. Yeah, don't let them do that. But, like, let it, let your kids, like, grow naturally and, like, let them explore things. And don't, like, overbear your kids with... um with your agenda, because what it does is what it did for me is like, it made me want to break free so much. And you hear a lot of the same stories. A lot of my friends are like, they had to break free. And people I know, family members, they never broke free. And they're like in this like grasp. And I'm like, like you're possessed, like your, your soul's taken over for a little bit. Um, so I honestly, at this time, I don't know if I regret that. It was like a hundred dollar ticket. I had to go to court. My dad had to take me, my dad had to take me to court. Um, it was just a little slap on the wrist, and it didn't it didn't prevent me from getting my um, didn't prevent me from getting my license at all. But when I was learning how to drive, and I had my permit, like the only way the only ways I ever learned how to drive were through my dad. My dad had a Toyota Tundra and he would let me drive it sometimes on the weekends. Like it would wake up Friday, like Saturday, Sunday morning, we'd wake up and he'd be like, drive me to AutoZone, drive me to Home Depot, drive me to like the store or wherever. So I drive him and my, I didn't get that much experience. I wasn't driving that much. So, uh, my stepmom, she was like, Hey, um, you know, you know, she used to drive me home from school 
because, uh, you know, like I said, she was a teacher at my high school. So she used to let me drive home from school and learn how to drive using the Ford Expedition. And then I made one comment one day where I said the brakes didn't feel like they were working that great because I was coming up to a light. We're almost home. And it's just like after two two times driving the car, it's like my second time driving it. I I say, hey, like, are the brakes supposed to be doing this? Like, the brakes aren't working that well. And then she's like, if you're going to criticize the car, I don't want you to drive it anymore. <laughs> and that was the end of that. I wasn't able to drive it anymore because I, I asked a question about the brakes. So that was insane. And then I, when she was gone, I was like, you know, I'm going to drive this car. I don't give a crap what she thinks. So... As a parent, um, a lot of mistakes were made when I was a kid. <laughs> and I think that goes hand in hand with like me being scared to be a parent. I know, I know all the things not to do as a parent. Not to say my parents were bad or anything, but they, they like, you know, like they tried, I think. You know, I, I feel like parents, they try or they, they have excuses down the road. And I don't want to have a kid and like have all these excuses, but I honestly know what to and what not to do. So TB, TBD on like me having kids, I really want to have a kid, boy or girl. I think I'd be a great dad because I would dedicate my life to them and not put them through all the shit I went through. It was insane. So yeah, I got that ticket and um, all was well. But like I said, after that, I... I once I got my license and my dad helped me out, he helped me uh, put $2,000 toward a um, Ford Mustang. So I had an 04 red Ford Mustang. It wasn't a GT, it was a V6. But I mean, for your first car at the age of you know 18, I felt like it was pretty, pretty awesome, right? So my dad helped me get that and um, found a monthly payment that worked for me. I had to pay that, but he did help me with the $2,000 towards it. And, um, yeah, I drove that and then that was just rough <laughs> because I got so many tickets in that car and I even like modded it out. Right. So I switched out the, um, I switched out the headers and then I switched out the exhaust. I put a Flowmaster in there, which if you guys know Mustangs or muscle cars, Flowmaster is the one that's really loud. And then I switched out my exhaust tips to give it more noise and then I put a cold air intake through K&M in there. Uh, K&N, sorry. Um, so I put a cold air intake. It was really loud. It was really powerful. Um, and it made a lot. It was like really, like I said, really loud. And it was just, and it was red. Um, so I was just drawing a lot of attention to cops. And then to add on to that, and these are like out, these like looking back on it, these were like outcries. I don't know why, but... I had, um, I put subwoofers in there as well. So I put an amplifier, then I put like two 12 inch subwoofers in the back. So I had loud music as well. So needless to say, over from the age of 18 through uh, 21, I had that, that red Mustang. And I got so, I got so many speeding tickets in that thing, especially around Santa Clarita. Um, I think the big one, the big one that really, I think, taught me or helped me learn for the most part when I was um when I was 19 I used to drive up north like for all the holidays right maybe three times a year um I drive up to visit my mom and my mom lived in like Half Moon Bay California which is like just outside of Santa Cruz and San Jose so from Santa Clarita it was a it was like a four and a half hour drive depending on when I went, but I always left really early in the morning. I'd leave like at 5 a.m. so I can get there by 9 a.m. and have the whole day there. Um, but I had souped up my Mustang so much. So now I had subwoofers. It went fast. Um, I was loud. Like the engine and the, the exhaust was really loud. And what I also did was I installed a, uh, a screen from like Pioneer was like the main like brand back in the day. I had a screen on in my car that did navigation and ha- and it could play DVDs. So that day, that specific day, it was like a Friday morning or Saturday morning. I drove up north. I left at 5 a.m. and I hopped on the five freeway. You go on the five freeway and like it's a bunch of nothingness for probably two and a half hours 
before you hit like Gilroy and then you pop up and you're kind of in the Bay Area-ish. So you're on the free, you're on the five freeway for like two and a half hours going like, it's hard not to go fast, right? Speed limit's 65 or 70, but here I am, right? 19 years old. I had just gotten my car like five months prior or maybe a year prior. Um, I got it like right when I turned 18, but I'm going over what's called the grapevine, right? So when you leave Santa Clarita, you go over this hill, it's called the grapevine, and then you pop into like, I'm not sure of the area, it's just nothing, but it's about 45 minutes north of Santa Clarita. So I'm on the road, it's like 6 a.m., and I'm watching a movie while I'm driving. My favorite movie, one of my top favorite movies of all time is Crash, came out 2005. It has like Sandra Bullock, Brandon Fraser. Uh, Matt Dillon, Ludacris, uh, Ryan Phillippe. He has a bunch of great actors. I'm sure you guys have watched it. One Best Picture, 2005. Great movie. Uh, I actually want to watch that again because every time I watch that movie, I get so like, it's just so like, pulls at your heartstrings. But um, I was like, you know, I want to watch this movie. It's like a two-hour movie. I want it's going to take up half my drive. And I'm not wa- I'm not like watching. I'm driving the road and I like hear it and look over the, down at the scene like, okay. Um, so I had that running. I was driving, and I'm not sure what happened. I, I honestly didn't really realize it, but I'm driving, and I was going really fast. I realized I was going over 100. So I'm going fast, and then I there's like a gas station right there. When you pop over the grapevine, there's a gas station that's like the last gas station for the next like 100 miles. So I'm like, okay, I need to stop and get gas. So I get off the freeway, and um, I stop to get gas. And I'm sitting in my car while it's filling up and like the movie's still playing. So I'm watching it. And then I hear a, like a, like a cop car, like a siren, like boop. And I look over and a cop car rolls up behind me. And I'm like, what the heck? And I'm like, just playing it off like nothing is filling up. The guy comes right up to me and says, hey man, do you realize how fast you were going back there? And I said, no, I honestly didn't realize that. He's like, well, we clocked you at 111. <laughs> And I'm like, no, there's no way I could have got 111. I think I, I, um, the downhill momentum, I was like trying to like think of any BS, but I know I hit over 100. And 111 sounded about right. I was actually, when he first said that, I was a little bit impressed. Like, damn, my car can do this. But he came up to me and was like, yeah, we got you at 111. And then I said, oh, that's weird, man. Like, I'm, well, I'm stopped now. Like, I'm, I'm very sorry about that. I didn't realize I was going that fast. I think it was because you do go downhill a little bit. And that's where I was going fast. Um, and there's nobody on the road. So it's almost like very tempting to just be like, just test the car. But I should have known better. There's so many cops around. And then he's like, well, we're going to have to give you a ticket. And, and I started like, pulling out the excuses so you know i'm going to visit my mom i'm having a really tough go of things right now and i wasn't lying i i really was i was in a moment of my life from like after high school until i moved out and then even a little bit after i moved out maybe ages like 19 through i would say 23 were like probably the hardest years of my life um just because i hadn't didn't have anything figured out and schools, everything seemed so out of my reach, right? I needed like, I needed help to just get some kind of break to where then, then I can like use it to propel myself up. So I was during that time and I was working at Blockbuster. I was broke all the time, right? Cause my parents charged me rent. <laughs> my parents started charging me rent to live there. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Um, so when I moved out, it wasn't that big of a deal. Cause I just had to pay more rent to live in a smaller room and like, it was fine, but he's like, we're going to have to give you a ticket. And I said, what do you like a speeding ticket? And he's like, well, I'll be honest with you. Bakersfield, I was in like Bakersfield County, whatever the county is up there, Kern County, I think. I don't know. It's something like that. Um, but it was near Bakersfield. And he said, um, well, the judge, the judge is very straightforward. We're going to give you a ticket. It's speeding in excess of a hundred. He's like, I can give you a, a reckless driving ticket. I can give you a bunch of other stuff. And I said, dude, is there any way you can cut me a break? I'll drive the speed limit the rest of the way. I'll put it on cruise control. I'm going to visit my mom right now, and I do not have any money. Like, I'm broke. He's like, there's nothing we can do about it. He's like, this has been called in. And then another cop car rolled up, and that guy started talking to me, too. He's like, there's nothing I can do about it. He's like, what the judge what the judge does, he's like, if you're going over 111, 
he's like, your ticket's going to be $2,000, like $200. If you're going um, $110 exactly, your ticket's going to be like $1,700. If you're going between $100 and $109, um, under $110, he's like, the ticket's going to be $900. He's like, we're going to get you at $109, so you're going to get that ticket. He's like, you're going to have to go on the phone and you're going to have to talk to like a safety officer to like plead your case about why you should keep your license. Like, oh my gosh. So he gave me that ticket and I knew it was going to be like $920, which was devastating to me, right? I mean, I'm happy it wasn't over that $2,000 one, but he let me go. Luckily, they didn't impound the car. I drove to my mom's and I told her everything. And she's like, honey, why are you? I'm like, I don't know. Honestly, don't know. And then he even walked over to my car and the movie was still playing. And he's like, what's that? And I was like, oh, he's like, that's illegal. And he like kind of chuckled, like, how many things could this dude know, like be doing wrong? Like my car was loud. I think it was too loud. It wasn't, it wasn't street legal. Every time I've got, I got like prior to that, I've gotten like two tickets for loud music. They were like $60 tickets and I had to pay those. So needless to say, I was running on the cops left and right. And this was like the like the nail in the coffin where I was like, I can't keep making these mistakes anymore. So I drove up to my mom's after that and I finished watching the movie Crash. <laughs> but then I put it off. You know, the movie's almost over. I was I'd been driving for like an hour and a half. So um, it's funny how the universe works, right? I get this ticket. I go in front of the safety officer. I tell him, I'm like, listen, I have to drive to school. I have to, you know, I, I was going to Cal State Northridge. I have to drive to school. I have to drive to work. And they luckily, they gave me up. They said, you can't get any speeding tickets for the next six months. You're on a light probation, this and that. But they let me keep my license. And luckily for the next six months, I was good. Um, and honestly, I think after that point, I was pretty good for the rest of my life. Like that one really woke me up. But, um, but I remember being devastated by that. And, uh, completely awful but also warranted right should, nobody should be going 111 on the freeway i don't know what i was thinking but um fast forward to like maybe when i was 20 well i was 24 25 um i was with my buddy and it was cinco de mayo which is already like cops are going to be out it's going to be dangerous this was another scary moment but i tell this story because I was in my head truly confident that I was in the clear on this one. So um, my buddy wanted to hang out at Cinco de Mayo and we went to Hollywood. We went to this bar and I was driving, of course. I was like the always the driver. Um, so we're driving and um, we go to this like cantina in Hollywood. I think it was like Cabo Cantina and they had all these drink specials, all this, all these specials. And I wasn't far from home at the time. I was living like in, um, in Sherman Oaks or like on the edge of Sherman Oaks in Studio City. So um, came down and we, uh, you know, we went to this, this cantina. Like I said, Cinco de Mayo. And we're drinking, and they had margarita specials. And we we're there for like maybe two or three hours. And then the plan was to go somewhere else. Um, but we were right there on Hollywood Boulevard, driving up Cahuenga. And like I had a few, I had a, a few, two margaritas and a Corona, like right when we got there and we were there for like two and a half hours. And then I got this big order of nachos and I felt fine. Like I felt good to drive. Um, and I remember that night was like weirdly, like oddly cold. Right. Um, so I'm driving us and he's like, are you going to drive? I'm like, yeah, I feel fine. I had Altoids in my pocket, like Altoids in my car. So I just a bunch put a bunch of those because of the the cinnamon flavored ones and we're driving and then we come up to a checkpoint <laughs> and i'm drive listen i'm working at coca-cola i drive a um a gray ford mustang now i bought like a, a new one it was a 2011 ford mustang so i was driving that and then we come up to this checkpoint and I honestly, I'm telling you guys the honest truth. I felt good to drive. I didn't feel be feel impaired at all. I felt like the nachos really just, really. I never felt any buzz that night, right? Like the margaritas really watered down. I had a Corona, but like, what does that do? That doesn't do anything. And then I had that. So I'm rolling up to the checkpoint, and my buddy's like, "Dude, are you sure you want to go through this?" I'm like, "Well, I have no choice, but I feel completely fine." So we roll up to the checkpoint, and. <laughs> The cop looks at me and he's like, he's like, have you, you know, what are you guys up to? Have you been drinking tonight? 
And he said, hey, officer. I'm like, yeah, I had like um, a beer and I had a margarita, but it was like three hours ago at this point. I'm like, and then I had a bunch of food, so I'm good to drive. Um, thanks, you know. And he's like, all right, well, follow my finger with your eyes without um, without moving your head. So I was like, okay. And my buddy was like saying something to me. I'm like, what? I'm like, Sh-. So I looked at the officer and like I moved my head. And then he's like, don't move your head, just move your eyes. I said, okay, no problem. So like I was following with my eyes and I moved my head. I guess I t- moved it a little bit. And my buddy said, dude, you're moving your head. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. He's like, you need you to step out of the car. And I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> like what a nightmare, right? Cinco de Mayo, you know everyone's drinking. So I, st- I stand out of the car. He's like, we're going to do a field sobriety test to see if you're okay or not. I said, that's fine. And I'm like wearing t-shirt and shorts, but it's freaking freezing outside. I'm not kidding you guys. It's like 50 degrees. So I'm like shivering and now I'm nervous. And I, I have a tendency, not many times in my life, but when I'm really nervous, I get like the shivers. I start getting really shivering cold. And I started feeling that a little bit. Not to make excuses or anything, but let me finish the story. Um, <laughs> so he's like, we're going to have you walk a straight line right here. Follow me. So I'm walking a straight line. I feel like I'm doing pretty good. He's like, all right, now walk backwards. So I walk to him. I walk a straight line, foot you know, foot in front of the foot. He's like, now walk backwards. So I'm like, dude, are you serious? I can't even do this normally. So I go backwards and like I kind of like lose balance a little bit. And he's like, all right. He's like, well, um, I have a question for you. So it looks like you are um, impaired. I'm like, are you serious? I'm not. And everybody says that, right? Everybody says that. Um, he's like, so we could either administer a breathalyzer right now or we could have you go in to um, – you know, follow, go to the station and, and complete a, a blood test to check your blood alcohol level. And I said, um, you know, I prefer to do the, the, the shot to, to, to draw blood. He's like, all right, lucky for you, we have a mobile station set up. There's a trailer set up behind the DUI checkpoint. There's like a girl like on like sitting down crying on the phone, probably going to get a DUI. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, my gosh. Then the buddy gets out, my, my buddy gets out of the car, and the cop says, um, like he starts marking my car like it's gonna get impounded and I'm screwed. I'm like, what is happening here? You know, it's like, and I I I can't tell you guys enough that I felt good. I felt fine. So I chalk it up to like the cold, the balance, me being nervous. It, those things really do factor in. So we're going in and I tell him, I said, you know what, dude, just do a breathalyzer. I feel fine. He's like, so you're agreeing to do a breathalyzer right now. And you know, like, you know what the legal limit is. You know what all this stuff is. I said, yeah. So he does the breathalyzer. My buddy's like waiting in the waiting area, like about to like probably get a ride, get an Uber. I don't even know if, they, if I think it was the early stages of Uber. He was waiting there like, what's happening? My car's marked all up. Like they're going to take it. I had to hand them over my keys. I'm like, what's going on? I do the breathalyzer and the cop looks at me and I'm looking at him like, what? He's like mad dogging me. And he looks at me and says, you're low. And I said, yeah, I told you. And he's like, yeah, well, you can like, you're going to walk backwards. I'm like, nobody can walk backwards. It's cold tonight. And he's like, all right, you're good to go. And like he signals over to this other person and give me my keys back. He's like, I recommend you finish drinking tonight and you go home. And I'm like, okay. And like we ended up, yeah, like I asked my buddy. I'm like, what do you want to do? He's like, probably just go home. Like, damn. But um, that was wild, man. Like I felt like my life flashed before my eyes. I know that if I would have gotten a DUI, whatever those results were, that you know I would have lost my job at Coke. I would have had to owe so much money my life would have been almost like really derailed at that moment. So lucky for me, I didn't, I wasn't past the legal limit. It was a scary moment. Um, But after that moment, then I was like, okay, this is like enough's enough. And since then I've been really, really good um, about not even really like drinking that much or letting it sit. Um, So Two moments, very scary, but I was very rebellious. Those were my run-ins with the law. Um, I love to hear people's other run-ins. I'm sure other people got arrested. They got all this stuff. There was another funny moment, too. 
So like I said, when I lived with my parents, there was a new high school that got built right down the street that I didn't go to. I went to Valencia High School. There was another one that got built. It was called Golden Valley High School. And I had already, I was already like, um, I think a senior or actually, I think my, I think I graduated already and then it finally got built. So I never even had a chance to go there. Even if I, um, even if I could have, it got built after I graduated, but I used to go to 24 hour fitness all the time. Right. And there's a 24 hour fitness down the street and it was kind of near golden Valley on the way home. Golden Valley was on the way home and I knew they had soda machines. And this is a true story. I'm not like changing anything up for the podcast, but <laughs> I I go work out and I'm craving a squirt. So I go to the little gas station right there, right down, right next to the, the 24 hour fitness and they don't have squirt there. I don't know why I want to squirt. So in my head, I'm like, okay, they probably have squirt at the, um, cause sometimes when I'd run down the street, I'd go on runs for my parents. I'd go to the high school and they had like a course, like on the uh, on the field, they had like a track. So I'd run there and I know they had a soda machine that was always on right in the front that had squirt. I know for a fact. So I'm like, I'm just going to drive to this high school. And it was maybe like eight o'clock at night. I'm going to drive to the high school and I'm going to go buy a squirt. So <laughs> I leave this, set, this gas station and I drive to the high school and it's eight o'clock at night. And I parked my car and I'm walking over to the vending machine. It's on. I have like a dollar fifty on me, whatever it costs, and I see the squirt. So I go and I order the I get the squirt and I get it and I'm walking back and then a cop car rolls up. I'm thinking, what now? And I don't know how old I am now. I think I'm like I think I'm twenty at this point. So it's just after my um license was not suspended, but I was on like a probation. So uh, so now I'm thinking, now what? And I'm looking back on it. What the cops did was illegal. So this lady cop comes out and she's like, sir, how? what are you doing here? How can I help you? And I said, oh, sorry, I'm here to get a squirt because, and it sounded ridiculous. I said, I was craving a squirt they don't have at the at the Arco down the street. So I came here because I knew they had one. It's like, where do you live, sir? And it sounds a little weird. You're coming here to get a squirt. And to be fair, it did sound weird, but I, I was being honest. I guess I just get put in positions where I'm like, I guess I'm being honest, but it's not good enough, right? Because oh, everyone lies. Everyone lies to cops. Everyone lies about something. Even murderers will lie. So I don't blame them. But she's like, hey, come over here real fast. Let, sit in the back of my cop car. I'm like, why? <laughs> so I'm like drinking the squirt. She like takes the squirt from me, puts it on the top of the car. And she's like, you're not meeting anyone here, are you? And I said, no. She's like, a car's, she's like, you have a chance right now. A car's not going to roll up, right? I said, no, I don't do drugs. Like, I don't, like, I don't smoke weed. I don't do any of that stuff. You know, I was a pretty straight, like, I was a straight edge growing up. I was, you know, I didn't, I didn't smoke. I didn't do any of that stuff. Um, I didn't even start drinking until I was, like, almost 21. <laughs> I had, like, a few little things here and there, like, a few beers, like, before I was 21, or, like, steal some of my dad's Heineken when I was, like, 20. But I never, like, got drunk, drunk, you know what I mean? So I was telling her the truth. She made me get in the back of her cop car, closed the door, and like ran my reports, my license, all this stuff. We waited there for like 25 minutes to see if I was lying. If like, And she like grabbed my phone too, and she was like, let me look at the. I don't have any text from anybody. She had my phone. We waited there for 25 minutes, and then she let me out of the cop car, and she they searched my whole car too. <laughs> they searched my whole car, and like I realized that's illegal. You can't do that. So she's like, you're good to go. And I said, I was just here to get a squirt. I really don't appreciate all this stuff you put me through. She's like, well, you can't be here at night. This says who? I was here for two minutes getting a squirt. I'm supporting the school. They're getting some of that money. <laughs> so I guess I can't you know, gate up the school if I can't go there. That was public property. I don't know. I, I just went there to get a squirt. I was going to leave. So they let me go. And she was like giving like this life, like life coaching me. And I'm sitting there and then I go home and I'm like, my dad's like, how was it? I'm like, I just got like stopped by the cops. And my dad didn't even like want to hear any of it. My dad was just like, Drew, you can't just, you can't keep having these run-ins with the law. I'm like, what do you mean run-ins? What are you talking about? I got speeding tickets and like this lady illegally searched my stuff. I don't have anything on me. So let me just tell you guys that Santa Clarita cops are a different breed, man. I don't know if they're following protocol, but I feel like when you live in Santa Clarita, 
you're playing, you're like in a small town. You play by their rules. They can do anything they want, and there's nobody to hold them accountable. I don't know if they've changed. I don't spend any time in Santa Clarita anymore. Like, no thank you. Once I got out of Santa Clarita, I was like, I'm never going back. Awesome town? No. Just call it Cop Boredom Town. Because <laughs> they'll just, they'll get you for anything, man. Um, so, listen, I want to hear some stories from you guys. Um, have you guys ever gotten a lot of speeding tickets? Have you guys gotten um, arrested? I've never been to jail, luckily. Um, I don't plan on going to jail. That would suck. Um, I'm very responsible now. Um, I let my Tesla do all the driving. Just kidding. <laughs> I wonder if you can do that. I wonder if you can, like the Tesla going to be your DD. That'd be pretty sick, though. I think I might utilize my autopilot in that regard. That would be pretty sick going forward. Um, but damn, dude, you really were a rebel. What the hell is that? You Dallas Cowboys? Yeah. What up, bro, bro? I was listening the whole time. Oh, shoot, man. I didn't realize that. Um, yeah, I had to kick Sear out. I don't know. I'm sure you heard in the beginning he was trying to take over the pod, man. I mean, I'm trying to do this for the people. And I just keep getting hacked, man. It's cool if you stay here. I mean, if you're cool, I don't want to hear you rant on and on about how the Dallas Cowboys are better than the Chargers when obviously we should have won that game. And Brandon Staley, our coach, is an absolute atrocity. For sure. I'll let it slide, even though Dak is a much more superior QB compared to Herbo. What else do you want to talk about? All right, dude, whatever floats your boat, man. Um, I guess let's agree to disagree. Um, I don't know, man. I just talked about um, cops and me speeding and getting tickets and stuff and um, almost ruining my life. Um, any ideas? I mean, you are a robot. Use your analytics, bro. Damn. Well, the analytics show you talk about movies more than anything. Have you seen any good movies lately? I'm glad you asked, man. Yeah, we do talk about movies quite a bit on this glorified recording, as Sir Lex called it. We do talk about a lot of movies. Um, and yes, I actually saw Killers of the Flower Moon yesterday. Um, crazy movie for those of you guys who are on the fence about watching it. Martin Scorsese, one of the best directors of all time. I mean, he gave us movies like... Goodfellas, he gave us Wolf of Wall Street, um, he gave us The Departed, some of my personal favorites, but anytime he's going to mix Leonardo DiCaprio in his movies and his story, you know it's going to be a great movie. So I saw that movie and um, I have to give it a 9 out of 10. Um, and people are going to ask me, like, was it good? Was it great? The answer is yes, it's a great movie, but the number one word that comes to my mind when thinking about it is just brutal, man. Like, if you guys are unfamiliar, it's about the Osage Indians um, in Middle America, and back and based on true events, back in um, the early 1900s, they came across a lot of oil. So they were very a very rich tribe, had a lot of oil money, but um, of course, um, as colonization happened. A lot of the, um, you know, the whites came in and they started taking over the land and um, there was a lot of um, murders that were not investigated, random disappearances, and um, it follows the story of Leonardo DiCaprio and his uncle, Robert De Niro. Um, they basically worked their way into the tribe and tried to eliminate them one by one to take over all the the oil money and the resources, which was just the whole movie was brutal. And I recommend you guys watch it. But got me to thinking, man, there's every Leonardo DiCaprio movie, he has he's never in like a healthy marriage or a relationship. <laughs> like Wolf of Wall Street, he has like that really wholesome um wife in the beginning, or maybe yeah, they were married. He had a very wholesome wife in the beginning, and then he just dumps her on a dime to go with um, Margot Robbie's character, and then he just runs that one to the ground. <laughs> she doesn't want to talk with him or look at him. She just hates him to the core. And then I was thinking, like, Departed, right? He's, like, this misunderstood, um, like, vagabond, right? He just, I don't know. He was just a very shameful character in The Departed. And then he like has a relationship with his therapist and then he dies. I'm like, damn. And then you think about like Inception, like his, he was with that woman and she killed herself. Uh, 
I was like, dude, this guy's got a rough go. Titanic, you know, like he found love, but then he died. You know, he's never in a situation where it's like this happy marriage. It's always like something going on with his life. And this this movie is no different. It might be the most brutal circumstance of his acting. But uh, Martin Scorsese, that guy always everything he puts out is going to be good. He's like he's like uh, Christopher Nolan. Everything Christopher Nolan touches is going to be great because they have a specific directing style that you come to expect and then you just know at the end it's just going to be like a slow burn. And that movie was long. That movie was three and a half hours. <laughs> it was, you gotta, you gotta really like, you gotta hydrate, you gotta like have a meal and you gotta be full, fully well, you gotta be well rested before you watch that movie. But um, go watch that in theaters. Um, a plus movie. I loved it. Yes, indeed. I just hacked Paramount Studios and watched the movie. I liked it a lot. Good for Molly. That's all I have to say. But speaking of Martin Scorsese, my favorite movie of his is Shark Tale, I'd have to say. Uh, good pull on that one, man. Um, but he didn't direct that one. He was just uh, the voice of one of the fish. So, um, yeah, um, I don't know if you knew that. You probably did since you're a robot and you're, um, you know everything. So, I don't know, man. Um, you know, we're on uh, minute number 53 of this podcast. Um, it's that moment of the pod. Thanks everyone for listening um, for to the, for the last four months. For those of you who really uh, jumped on this journey with me, um, I don't plan on going anywhere soon. Like I said, I get a lot of joy out of this, and my brain um, has a lot of information stored on it. And when I don't have any information, when I run that dry, guess what? I'm able to create stuff out of thin air. I'm like a magician, baby. Kaka. Now I, I'm a. I can create stuff out of thin air. Don't listen to Sear Lex. He's just a hater, man. You know those people are just haters. Even you know it's funny, like when there's friends who are haters, right? You tell them something and they have to like hate on it. You're like, damn, I thought you were my friend. I feel like I have some people in like in my life like that. They're like kind of like haters a little bit. I'll be like, oh yeah, we did this and this, and they'll be like, oh, it must be nice. I'm like, dude, why are you so bitter? <laughs> you know, everyone has their everyone has the keys to their own life. Everybody does. I choose to fill my life. I choose to have a job that's awesome. I'm able to go to different parts of California, have fun while I'm working. I'm able to go to a lot of rock shows. I told you guys, I've gone to so many rock shows recently. Um, saw Sleep Token uh, a couple weeks ago, or last week. Saw Bad Omens for the second time. They're an amazing band. I saw Fame on Fire with my buddy Paul. They're amazing. Um, and I don't know if we have any rock listeners, but I'm a fan of all this. I'm a fan of all types of music. I'm a fan. I think my main music of choice right now is hard rock slash, um, metal, um, new metal is what they're calling it. But I love a band. They're called Beartooth. I've been dying to see them for a while. They just announced a big tour that's happening starting in January. So I'm going to see them in San Diego in February. Um, and they're headlining a big tour with a bunch of other favorite uh, bands that I really like. So I'm excited about that. And uh, But yeah, I love that type of music. I've gotten to country music a lot with my from my girlfriend. Uh, she Her early days of, of her and I dating, uh, she loved Luke Bryan. She loved Blake Shelton. I got her into Sam Hunt. <laughs> I remember we were driving to Vegas and I was like, hey, this guy Sam Hunt's actually pretty good. And we listened to the whole album, and she started loving Sam Hunt. And then, you know, we're fans of Luke Combs. He's great. Um, who else? Dirks Bentley. Um, Morgan Wallen. Like I said, we saw Morgan Wallen at SoFi Stadium back in July. Uh, I'm a big fan of Hardy as well. Him and Morgan Wallen go on tour together. So, um, yeah, I'm a fan of country music. Um, I think as I got older, I just get, I don't care about rap as much. Of course, the big hitters. Jay-Z releases an album, I'll listen to it. Drake releases an album, I'll listen to it. Uh, Kendrick, Eminem, J. Cole, those guys, I'll listen to it. But I am not up to date and I'm actually not a fan, really, of all the new rap that's coming out. Um, I'm an old school guy, man. I love Lil Wayne, Nas. And it's crazy to say that's an old school fan, like talking about people that were like really prevalent when I was a kid, like Kanye. That guy hasn't dropped anything in a, in a minute. So... Um, that used to be an alternative music. Uh, 
got into like DJs. Um, so um, yeah, I'm a I'm a mixed bag. I my my playlist has a bunch of everything, but um, I'm not the type of person to put like Taylor Swift and metal in the same playlist. I'll have like a metal or hard rock playlist. And then some days I'm in the mood for like emo stuff, right? I listen to like Hawthorne Heights or like Dashboard Confessional. Um, we we're talking about uh, Good Charlotte the other day, my girlfriend and I. So I'm into all types of music. I don't discriminate. But seeing, listen, as, the, as I'm getting older, I'd much prefer to see a band that's not too mainstream in a venue that's like relatively small. Once a venue, once an artist gets to like a stadium or an arena, then I almost get turned off. Like, Taylor Swift, yeah, she's great. She has her Swifties. She can't do anything wrong in music. But um, that's like the, like the only exception I'd make. We went to go see Bad Omens at the Palladium. And I feel like the Palladium is right at that level of being a little bit too big for my personal taste. It's just, you're, it's a big pit. It's just a big general standing room. And you have to stand all the way back. And there's no incline on where you're standing. So you're behind tall people. And it's really hard to see the stage. I don't like the Palladium that much, um, but uh, I think I'm going to see Bear Tooth at Soma, which is in San Diego, and it's a relatively small theater, so definitely excited for that. Um, but yeah, guys, listen, um, keep rocking with me. I'll keep rocking with you. Uh, I appreciate everything. Like I said, drop a comment, and I'll shout you out. Um, I'm Like I said, I'm averaging around a couple hundred listens per episode, so it's not anything astronomical, but... It's something, you know what I mean? I, I think it it uh, brings me a lot of joy, and I hope it brings you a lot of joy hearing these random shenanigans that have happened in my life, you know, because uh, I, I don't know anybody in my life. I know a lot of people. I don't know a lot of people who um, has, have as many funny stories as me or are willing to tell about them. I think people do have stories. They just don't have a form to talk about or they don't have the time, right? So if anybody I know, you're listening to this, you want to share something with me, we could set something up, you know, do a mobile studio or at least send me record something that I could import to this pod because I stopped doing YouTube videos. I stopped recording myself. I'm getting one view. I don't care about that. I want you guys just to hear what I have to say. Honestly, nothing exciting when I was recording. It was just my face talking and <laughs> I would get like one view. And the reason I did that is I wanted to at least clip some of my stuff so I could put it on TikTok to get new listeners that way. And maybe I did get some, you know, I don't know. It doesn't, the analytics don't tell me who listens to this and who doesn't. It tells me the demographic, tells me what country they're listening, and tells me how many and average listeners per week. So keep supporting me, and I'd, I'd greatly appreciate it because um, I want to keep this going. Like I said, this is free of charge for me. So um, I just make time out of every week. I dedicate an hour, hour and a half to two hours, hour, one to two hours every week with the editing and recording. Now with all this AI stuff I got to import, um, you know, I'm hoping Seer Lex and I'm hoping Dallas Cowboys could stay on the pod. Who knows? Um, Seer Lex is a little bit, um, he's a little bit of an asshole, to be honest with you. So I don't know if I want him on anymore. I don't know what his deal is. He's like one of those people that's really bitter. But Dallas Cowboys, um, I might want to change your name, dude, because it's just a stupid name to be honest <laughs> very stupid name well if you let me stay on the pod then you can change my name what name would you like kobe poppy nacho up to you um neither of those man none of those um although very good pull i don't know how you hacked my brain but very i'm sure you like looked at my search history to learn all those or heard me talk through my phone so hey good pull but none of those um I'm going to call you Alfonso. I know it's, you know, you probably don't like it, but I, I like it. And I'm going to start calling you Alfonso. And that's okay. We'll keep you on the pod. Weird pull, but okay. I am Alfonso. Interesting pronunciation of the name Alfonso, but I'll take it. Um, so thanks, man. Uh, I guess I'll see you next episode, maybe. I don't know if you're going to be flowing around the interwaves, but you have my information. You have my uh, Palm Pilot info. You have my email address, right? Even though it's now hacked, um, you can hit it up. It'll probably go directly to spam. Um, and don't solicit me, man. Don't try to sell me some stuff, okay? Just you can be on this pod, keep it light, keep it tight, and uh, we can keep this uh, show on the road. So everyone, thanks again for listening. Until next week, you've listened to another episode of The Ice Pod with me, Drew Macias. I'm your gracious host, and I leave you with 
my best wishes and the warmest of love going forward into um, this week. So take care, guys. Talk to you soon. Bye.